Welcome to the Trek Convention Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, we'll be discussing our favorite Trek headlines, shining a spotlight on the latest Star Trek series, and discussing everything we know and love from the Star Trek universe. All, of course, from a fan's point of view. And in this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast, we continue to count down to the 55-year mission Star Trek celebration in Las Vegas. We'll tell you who's in and who's out on the updated celebrity list. We'll give you all the details on the VIP event auctions, and we'll give you the schedule as it exists so far. All this and more on this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast. Hey, Jenna, how are you? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, there's only 24 days until the convention in Las Vegas. There, is, there are only 24 days until the convention in Las Vegas. And you know what's in one day? Uh, something tomorrow? Something tomorrow. It's your birthday. So oh. happy early birthday. Why, thank you. It's, the, it's birthday eve. It's always, it, is, it is your birthday eve. It's always the best part where you get to, you know, anticipate. And then on your birthday, you're just depressed. No. Nothing happens. Nothing yeah. happens. I have dinner plans. That's 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 something that's happening. So that's good. That's going to be fun. It is. It'll it'll be fun. Uh yeah, tomorrow's my birthday, but there are 24 more days until the convention in Las Vegas, and that's my real that's my real gift. My real birthday gift is the convention. Uh and you're probably wondering why we're doing two in a row, and that's why because there's a lot to talk about and the convention's just around the corner. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting times. I'm sure we ha- we have a lot to talk about today, so I'm glad we're doing another um, another podcast so soon after the last one. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll have lots to talk about over the next few weeks. Yeah, we'll see how often we can keep this pace up. But uh, there's a lot of last-minute changes usually leading up to the convention, so hopefully we'll have a lot to dis- discuss. So let's get to it. So, like we mentioned at the uh, the top of the show, there's a lot of changes to the uh, the guest list uh, this time around. They're they're uh, I want I, normally I say they're up to, but in this case they're down to 115 incredible guests. Conceivably, uh, there are guests that are less incredible that are not on this list, but there yeah. So there's 115 they've lost. We did a little count. There seem to be about 15 guests that have dropped. One thing I noticed is if the 15 guests they had lost was added to the the number they have, they would be back up to 130, which would put them at one of their one of their peak peak conventions as far as the number of attendees. But you do have people drop, which is why they uh, they bring in so many. Um, going from latest to earliest, uh, Alexander Sinig dropped out just a couple days ago, which is too bad. He's very popular. Uh, I actually, uh, going back to the the photo ops, I have a photo with him, which at this point he was going fairly frequently and and canceling. So it's it's uh, it's sort of a collector's item now, since he's not going to be there. Robert Duncan McNeil is also not going to be able to make it. Um, I know he does a lot of uh, uh, um, directing and things, so he has, as they say, due to uh, professional obligations. Uh, and you mentioned this last week that was a, because we we noticed that he wasn't on the list. But Jonathan Frakes dropped out July sixth. Um, yeah, and he's always good with Marina Sirtis, which we also mentioned. She had dropped out. Um, my guess is that uh, they're directing something in Canada. Doug Jones has dropped out. Uh, James Frain has dropped out. Emily Coots has dropped out, which is too bad. It seems like most of the bridge crew is gone, at least from Discovery. 
Oyen Aladajo has dropped out. Uh, Robert Pine. Uh, oh, Rebecca Roman, another big one. Uh, I imagine that because there's a, there's a whole piece here about uh, for refunds for Rebecca's a la carte photo and or photo op tickets. Um, I imagine they sold a lot of tickets to photograph with her. She's very popular both in this uh, in this franchise and, and she's been doing stuff forever. Um, so that's too bad. And Michael Dorn has dropped out again. I have a photo with him. Uh, <laughs> Hannah yeah, that's that's a loss too because I'm he's somebody that I would want to meet. Yeah, and I feel like between him, Marina, and Frakes, there's sort of a there's a dynamic there. I think the the linchpin being Marina Sirtis is she's calling him Dorney, and uh, she and Frakes are always very close. So the the three of them being gone is is a big next generation like component that's that's missing, which is too bad. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, Hannah Spear is also missing. And I feel like we we were talking about this before that uh, it's almost like the bridge crew, with the exception of Sinequa, um, are missing. So we feel like. And you're something... talking about Discovery now. Yeah. No. That's what. Yeah. And I I was going to say they're um, they're probably shooting or reshooting or finish shooting um, uh, up in the Canada, the uh, the the Discovery season four, so. Anyway, so yeah, that's too bad. Uh, we mentioned last time, and this has been since June, that uh, Ethan Phillips has dropped out. Uh, Doug Drexler has dropped out. Uh, and we, Marina, we mentioned. And Wilson Cruz, which is too bad. Um, so that's the big list. Uh, that's Dre- a lot of people from Discovery. You get the impression, yeah. like you said, that that they're all doing pickups or something of that nature. Um, I know yeah. a few of the people. Anthony Rapp is going to be there. Sonequa right. Martin Green is going to be there, but a lot of the other big names from um, Discovery are not there. Yeah, and Blue is there. Is is at the convention? So there's it's a interesting Blue Del mix. Barrio, yes, yeah. absolutely. So it's an interesting mix. The, the The only commonality is the sort of the bridge. But again, that's just me making stuff up. But uh, it it seems to make sense. Um, the one name on the list, Doug Drexler, who's who's not an actor, I decided to look him up he's actually done a lot a lot a lot of work uh, I noticed in his photograph he's got a he's got an Oscar standing behind him but he was uh, he worked on um, he was in the makeup department on Dick Tracy back in the day Battlestar Galactica and of course Star Trek and uh, and Deep Space Nine so he's um, again he's not a front of the camera guy uh, but he's pretty integral to the uh, to the Star Trek franchise so it, it's too bad we're missing missing all these folks uh, and I don't believe there's been any additions since last time we spoke. It's only been a week. So, and Daniel Day Kim being one of the, the larger stars that they added just very, very recently. So, we'll see. So anyway, what's next? Convention updates. Convention updates. I think we mentioned in a, a previous episode. In fact, I know we did. We talked about the VIP experiences and meet and greets. Uh, and yeah. I. Yeah, and I had said that they do it as an auction, and I always seem to miss it. And and I it used to be it was just a set of tickets you could buy, and I guess they're trying to do it a little bit more fairly. Um, and uh, they've they've they do an auction now. It's probably one of the reasons I didn't know about it because I didn't find this page. But they do an auction. It has begun, by the way. And what they're auctioning off is um, the the VIP experience. I'll run through what they're called, and then we can talk about what they are. They're auctioning off uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten gold seat packages. Everything from uh, row A, which is the very front, all the way back to uh, K. 
they're auctioning off a meet and greet with George Takei, one with Terry Farrell, Armin Shimmerman, Alexander Siddig, uh, Roxanne. Well, not Alexander Siddig because he's not going to be there. Oh, that's true. They will have to uh, cancel this uh, this auction. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, yeah. And, of course, he just canceled in July uh, a couple of days ago. So, uh, But, yeah, Roxanne Dawson, Michelle Hurd. Uh, oh, two people, actually. Issa Brones and Eva Evagora. Um, and these all have minimum uh, minimum bids. The VIP experience, by the way, for those who are curious. Well, first of all, apparently with the uh, the VIP experience, you must be a gold ticket member um, in order to bid on the VIP experience. If you don't have the gold ticket, it doesn't get you into some of the some of the elements of the the experience. Uh, it's here. It's described as the VIP experience is the deluxe ultra upscale way to attend the convention. Limited to 20 lucky fans. Uh, we always give the first right of renewal to the previous year's participants. The remainder are auctioned. There are eight VIP tickets for this year. So the uh, auctions are live. They seem to end, uh, they all end on Monday, July 26th. The VIP experience, which I think as we mentioned, uh, you have to have a gold package to uh, bid on, is uh, an additional, minimum bid is an additional $2,700 on top of your gold package. The gold seat packages that are being auctioned off are the the, the minimum bid is the, the standard price of gold, which is uh, twelve ninety nine, and um, the George Takei meet and greet is the minimum bid is two hundred. Terry Farrell's the minimum bid is one hundred and fifty. Armin Shimmerman is a hundred. Um, Alexander Siddig has, like we said, must be canceled, but he had a hundred dollar minimum. Uh, Roxanne Dawson is also a hundred, and uh, the the one with. Uh, Evan Evangoria and Isabrones is a minimum of 200, which kind of makes sense because there's two of them. So that is what uh, where the auctions are and what they're auctioning off. Um, and sorry, uh, what was the VIP package? Fine. Well, I mean the VIP meet and greets with with the the stars. Are they an individual meet and greet or? Uh, it's a 30 minutes. I feel like I've seen people waiting in line for these. It's a shorter line. I think they use some of the. Um, the, the rooms off the vendor room. There's a lot of smaller uh, event rooms in that in that area. So I think it's just a, a 30 minute. If it's anything like it was when uh, I went to a meet and greet, it's you know a table of 10 or 20. I guess that they're limiting limiting it to uh, the number of people that can uh, can attend these, and uh, I just kind of sit down at a table with George Takei and chit chat. Um, I think when uh, we sat with Rene Abergenois one year. Unfortunately, he's now he's passed away, but he was very entertaining. And then he's like, I'm not sure what to talk about, so I'm just going to tell you all the things I'm doing. Uh, and t- he took some questions, and uh, Chase Masterson just kind of walked around the table and shook everybody's hand and said hi and asked everybody's name. And it kind of depends on the on the individual as far as how, how interactive they are and how uh, engaged they are in you know, talking to you or rather than talking about themselves. So there's actually an interesting, uh, an interesting segment in the... Uh, the documentary uh, "What We Left Behind," where they're talking about how they engage with with the fans, and uh, some of them are like, "Well, you know, they came to see me, so I tend to talk about me." And and uh, I think uh, Terry Ferrer is like, "Where they already know about me, I kind of want to learn more about them." So it kind of depends on the on the individual as far as how they uh, how they chat. But they are thirty minutes. Uh, no guests of the uh, the winning um, winning participant can can come with this. So basically, when you when you win the auction, you go if you have a friend you're traveling with there. It's not for them. It's just for you. So 
which makes sense. Of the list I, I've given, I think you had mentioned that George Takei was someone that you found to be... Um, uh, yeah, I would definitely want to spend some time. If money were no object, right? I would definitely want to talk one-on-one with George Takei. Yeah. And he is, he is, it was interesting because the one year that, um, that I had a one-on-one uh, with, again, with a group of people, um, he, was, he was one of the, 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 the folks. But they have handlers that, um, you know, move them to the next table or move them, you know, if the, if the event is quote-unquote over, they, they have to be on stage or we have to be back in the audience. So they, they kind of remind him. And he, uh, he was not, not happy being told that it was time to move on to the next table. I mean, the room actually emptied. All the other tables had left the room, and George Takei wanted to continue. He's like, you know, these people come to see me. They they paid their money. I want to make sure that they're uh, they they get the information they want, and I I have a time to uh, to to meet and greet with these folks. So he uh, he kept waving off his handler. That's a neat neat. Uh, yeah, he uh, eventually he's like, well, it looks like I have to go now, and he was not happy about it but it was and it was from our point of view it was great so we got to sit with george takei for a while and he's uh he's interesting so we love him everyone loves him he's uncle george but uncle george not the other uncle george our uncle george so that's the story on the uh on the auction so they like you say they are running until the 26th they are using an auction site now that i say this i'm like well maybe i should go meet with george or, or 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 armin shimmerman be nice to sit with Armin Shimmerman and we saw we saw him at dinner once. Oh yes, he was sitting like with his family or friends or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having Chinese. Well, we food. were at the Chinese restaurant in there yeah. in the hotel. Yeah, we didn't interrupt him. We didn't say anything because he was like you said he was obviously with with friends or family. Um, yeah, he was off duty basically. Right. So we just said, "Oh, there's Armin Shimmerman," and that was yeah. the extent of it. But still, yeah. Yeah, and he, it was a big table. I mean, there was a lot of people there. I felt like whoever yeah. he was meeting with, he doesn't see them very often. This was an opportunity to, to catch up, and that's not something we didn't want to say, hey, Quark, how are you? Yeah, you don't want to be that fan. Uh, I think people no. who had, who'd, would walk by would kind of wave, or there was a couple people I noticed kind of nod, and everyone was very respectful of his time, which was nice. Uh, I was there once, because there aren't a lot, I think we mentioned this previously, there aren't a lot of restaurants in the Rio. I was at that Chinese restaurant once, and Robert Picardo was sitting with uh, um, uh, an extra from one of the, the, from the first J.J. Uh, Abrams film. And I felt like they were just sort of like a, a, a newer actor talking to an actor that's been, been, been working for a long time and, and is continually working, um, trying to get, you know, business advice or, you know, kind of just chatting about career and things like that. At least maybe I'm just making up a backstory that seemed to be the only thing that would have pulled them into, uh, into lunch at the same time. But okay. What's next? Convention updates. So as we mentioned, the schedule is up, but what I, what I should have said is it schedules up, but don't get excited because at this point, the only thing that's really, um, that's really posted are the registration hours and the, uh, the hours of operations of things. But it's good to know. And for those with gold patron packages, they can actually uh, register at two, as early as two o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, and then they move at like 3.30, they move up to captain's chair. And then at 4.30, they move up to the copper uh, package holders. So, uh, and then general admission, um, full weekend is at six. And then everybody's open for uh, weekend pass holders at 7.30 the night before, which is kind of 
kind of good if you get there early. I don't like to pay for the extra hotel room just because it's expensive enough. Uh, so for those who, like me, they get there on Wednesday, and 9.30 to 10.30 is when they start doing gold patrons, captain, copper, and general admission weekend-only uh, patrons. So, and then at 10.30 is open for everybody. It's usually there's a very long line to get to this, but I think most of that is because if you're, again, not part of the upper packages, you're waiting for the the 1030 open to all registration. So that's why you see really long lines. Whenever you watch a documentary about this, there's always a really long line. So that's why. And then it seems like you can, after that, if you're not, if you're coming late, you know, Thursday, Friday, it's just open all day for the most part. Uh, even Sunday, you can, you could theoretically come on Sunday and register as late as five o'clock at night. I'm not sure you why you would, but you, you can. The vendor room uh, opens on Tuesday for the gold captain and copper folks uh, and general admission weekend at uh, 9 a.m. on uh, on Tuesday, which I didn't realize that. Uh, maybe that's a reason for me to go a day earlier. Uh, and then just from uh, from 10 to 6 every day uh, for the rest of the convention until Sunday. And then when they, I think Sunday, actually, yeah, Sunday they close at 5. So uh, if you've got anything you've been eyeing for the last few days that you want to uh, grab before you jump in the car, jump on a plane to go home. You've got until 5 o'clock on Sunday. And honestly, some of them start packing up before then. So, But that's also when you get a good deal from time to time. You went crazy, I think, if I remember at the vendor room last time. I you did. I did. I bought jewelry from a vendor, um, uh, a gemstone necklace that had a uh, Federal Federation insignia on it. And I bought a... Um, at least one triple. I may have actually bought more than one triple. Um, but I just remember the one big triple that I bought because it was noise activated. Yeah. So it would start shaking and making noise anytime it would hear a loud noise. And I put it in my carry-on uh, ah. to go on to, to the airport. And it caused a ruckus in x-ray because it kept going off as it's going down the x-ray <laughs> conveyor belt. So, uh, yeah, I would not recommend you do that. If you buy a treble, put it in your checked baggage. Yeah. It seems to me, too, that uh, I think one of your, your pets ate one of the tribbles and managed to get the, the little vibrator tool out of it. Uh, yes. So the following year or a year later or whatever, you asked me to buy one while I was there, and I had a similar experience. I had put it in my, my checked bag, and I seem to remember putting it up on the counter before they take it to go back into the, the belly of the, the, the plane and hearing a faint little triple sound uh, and thought, okay, let's see how this goes. Uh, and it wasn't a problem because, again, it disappeared into the plane and, and no one ever saw it again until I picked it up at the other end. Uh, yeah, they're, they're problematic. Um, so if you're flying, keep that in mind. But the vendor room is nice because it's, it's not just stuff to buy. There are, um, uh, there are guest st stars that are actually there they have their own tables that they can sign autographs for you or or you know give you a signed picture there is the isn't the um the model of the enterprise bridge in that area as well it's not in the vendor room but it's one of the side rooms off off that area side yeah rooms. okay uh yeah so that's also down there uh the other thing lately that they've done one year the last few years they've had sort of like uh, I think it was CBS in the past. My guess is this year it'll be Paramount has had a very, has taken over like sort of one wall of um, the side uh, walk in. It's a far left wall. 
they put all of their uh, their Star Trek stars along that wall and, and uh, have certain hours, and they create a line for autographs and things, which is good. And one year, uh, Mac Cosmetics was one of the sponsors of the uh, convention. So Mac oh. had taken over and put in a, it was a beautiful setup. It was a big round uh, space in the middle of the vendor's room. Yeah, from a, an event standpoint, it was a gorgeous um, setup. It was round. They had different spots where you could actually sit and uh, have makeup applied or learn how to put makeup on. I think they were doing touch-ups. Um, if you had put yourself together and smudged something, they, they would take care of that. There's also, uh, I think we've talked about this before too, or at least we've run into it every time, there's always a, a Garrick's um, shop. Garrick, of course, was a tailor, so there's always like this little Garrick shop set up in the, in the corner of the convention where if you've ripped something or if your costumes kind of come apart, they can help you put it back together or, or make some repairs there, which is kind of a nice little little service that they have. Uh, but yeah, That's Mac neat. was there one year. Yeah, uh, it kind of depends. And like you say, it's not just uh, it's not just people selling stuff. It's uh, occasionally they do podcast um, broadcasts or recording from uh, from that space as well, which is kind of neat. I think they've even taken like the Bridge of the Enterprise and done some podcasts from there just because they can. Anyway, so keep an eye out for the convention schedule. It usually, honestly, it's it's always a little nerve wracking, but it doesn't come out till uh, a few days before the the start of the convention. So it'll probably be well into August before we see it. But again, if anything changes, we'll let you know. But check back with the site. So what's next? So that's all I have for this episode of the Trek Convention podcast. Unless you have something to add. No, I have nothing to add. Just uh, looking forward to, to hearing more as we get closer. Yeah, and it seems to me that in years past when you haven't attended, um, I've gotten texts from you, usually like while I'm sitting in a big open room full of people, my, my phone texts, and that's usually the first time I remember to put it on silent. Uh, it's like, who have you seen so far? Who's there? What are they doing? What did they say? Uh, and I'll send you photos and give you a little update. So... And for those of you that follow along, uh, the trekconvention.com site is back up. Very happy about that. So I'll be adding photos from uh, from 2021 as I as I take them and whatever news and events that happen to come up during the show. Uh, little by little, I'm fleshing out other pages with the best of certain years. Because obviously I've been doing this since about 2011. I think I, st- I just found my 2012 photos, which were a little blurry back in the day. Uh, yeah photos of uh, cameras gotten a lot better I, I am hoping to buy a new camera before the next show but I just don't know if I can justify the, the cost so if Nikon wants to give me one I'll give you the, the model number if that's something you want to do but I doubt that will happen so yeah do check trekconvention.com and uh, for all the updates as they happen so that's it that's all we have this time two in a row I gotta go pack um, so be sure to tune in next time for the next episode of the Truck Convention Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Are you enjoying the Trek Convention Podcast? Why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Just look for Trek Convention. And thanks for listening. The Trek Convention Podcast is brought to you in part by .com's Agogo. .com's Agogo is your one-stop shop for domains, domain hosting, branded email, and more. No matter where you are in the galaxy, make sure everyone can find you with your own unique domain. .com's a go-go. Connecting you to the universe and helping you. Go boldly.
Go to trekconvention.com sponsor for rates and deals.